This week in Detroit Tigers baseball brought to you by Fansided.com. 32 teams, 32 forums. Check out the forums at Fansided at Fansided.com slash forums. Fansided, they have all coverage for all kinds of sports, including NBA, Major League Baseball, and covering all 32 NFL teams. We are proudly part of the Fansided network here at MotorCityBengals.com, and we're proudly unveiling this week in Detroit Tigers baseball. This is the first episode of this week in Detroit Tigers baseball. We will not be joined by any bloggers this week for the Tigers. Unfortunately, we just want to get our feet wet. We'll take a look at yesterday's Memorial Day game against the Kansas City Royals where the offense just imploded. We'll take a look at today's game coming up at 8.05. Zach Greinke takes the mound for the Royals. Taking the mound for the Detroit Tigers is Edwin Jackson. So we'll take a look at that. We'll also talk about yesterday's great performance and coming up Dontrell Willis, is he back for sure? I think so. We'll talk about that as well. That's coming up in the first episode of this week in Detroit Tigers baseball. Got it, strike three. See you later. Look out, Freddie Dolce. Wow. Uh-oh, high drive into left field. This ball is hit well, way back. Luciano will watch it fly. It's gone. For second, the 1-0. Swinging a fly ball. Left field is wow. deep. It's way back! The Tigers are going to the World Series! Bringing the best Detroit Tigers bloggers together to talk about our team. Sponsored by MotorCityBingles.com. It's This Week in Detroit Tigers Baseball, and it starts now. Welcome to This Week in Detroit Tigers Baseball. I'm your host, Joe Dexter. We'll be talking about the Detroit Tigers action last night coming up in a little bit. But first, a matchup preview for today. Starting at 8.010 at Kauffman Stadium, it's the Detroit Tigers at 25-18, taking on their division rival, Kansas City Royals, who are 22-23 and on the year. Taking the mound for the Royals is Zach Greinke. He's thrown 21 innings over his last three outings and given up just four runs. He has a .82 ERA on the year with 73 strikeouts from the right side. Those three three starts to him were a disappointment, even though he only gave up three or just four runs in 21 innings. He's been sharp so far this year. He built up a pitch count of 103 through six innings and was lifted with a 3-2 lead in his last start, but the bullpen gave it up. He was 6-0. Grinke does feel he's not been at his best in his last three outings, and it has been evident in games that I've watched with him starting. He's giving up hits. That's the difference. He's not just blowing by hitters. He's actually giving up hits, a lot of ground balls, and his defense has got to be there for him against the Detroit Tiger offense. It's hitting 271 on the year. They've driven in 235 runs for only 49 home runs, but that's more than the Kansas City Royals, who rebuilt that offense with more power this year. The Tigers have 225 RBIs to date, with 25 stolen bases and 271 strikeouts. Meanwhile, their ERA has been excellent, a 3.87 ERA on the year in 381 innings pitch. Only 356 hits given up, only walked 152, meanwhile striking out 315. The story for the Kansas City Royals as well has been their pitching staff. A 3.99 ERA so far on the year in 397 innings pitch, and they've struck out 321 batters. That's more than the Detroit Tigers in roughly about 10 more innings. The story will be pitching on the mound in today's game, getting underway at 8.05. Here's some of the stats for the Detroit Tigers hitters so far against Zach Greinke this season. 
it's not good. Let me tell you that much. Gerald Laird, he's one of the only hitters in the lineup that's done well so far. Two for three against Gerald Laird, or excuse me, against Zach Greinke, and he's done well in the past, hitting 375 from 2004 to 2008 against Greinke. Meanwhile, for the Royals against Edwin Jackson in 2009, they haven't faced him yet, but from 2004 to 2008, a couple hitters hitting well off him in their career, including 333 average for Mike Jacobs with three at-bats and one home run and three RBIs. Probably just one big at-bat there. Miguel Olivo is hitting 667 in his career in three at-bats against Edwin Jackson. So they haven't seen a lot of them. The only hitter in the lineup that's seen a lot of them is someone that used to play in the ALA East in Coco Crisp, who actually does have pretty good success against him, against him a 450 average on the year in or on his from 2004 to 2008 in 20 at-bats and two RBIs. Well, let's talk about yesterday's Memorial Day game. Justin Verlander at it again, pitching well in five five wins in the last six starts. He's just been a monster on the mound. Eight strikeouts yesterday in the 13-1 win over the Kansas City Royals. Now, Jim Leland talked about before the game that the offense needs to start clicking and they need the veterans need to start hitting, but I was more impressed with the fact that Justin Verlander went out there again and was just dialed in. That's according to his catcher, Gerald Laird. He's throwing 95 to 98 up there, and you got a sharp breaking ball and a plus play run, a plus change if you got to cover. I mean, this guy's locating his stuff, and he's pitching ahead in the count. I mean, you only can look for one or the other, and, uh, you know, this is the guy we, when I faced him, in, when I was facing him in Texas, uh, if he was on his game, we, you just you just kind of try to battle and do the best you can. That's all you can do against Justin Verlander is battle and hope you can do the best that you can. He pitched so well yesterday. And meanwhile, the offense did respond. We saw Cleet Thomas come out of that over 12 slump. He had two hits yesterday. Miguel Cabrera was raking it in the day game. He looked good as well. And it was good to see that offense respond. Curtis Granderson said, you know what? It feels good to go out there and play better after losing two out of three against the Colorado Rockies. The fact that it was Verlander, you know, even more confidence going up there. And then even also uh, a great sign to see the offense come around today, too, especially what happened uh, in the Colorado series, not scoring too many runs. So I hope, you know, the pitchers see the side of it and say, hey, you know, if they throw well, we can score some runs. Hopefully the Tigers continue to score runs. They're not doing horrible on offense, but in that rough weekend series against the Colorado Rockies after winning six straight, they've dropped two out of three, and it was the lefty hitters that really struggled this weekend against the Rockies. It was good to see them respond in this game. Well, there's no doubt about it. Tonight will be the rubber match of the series. We'll take a look at the rest of the series and the upcoming Baltimore series as well. We'll take a look at pitching matchups and probables. That's coming up next on your home for Detroit Tigers coverage. It's MotorCityBengals.com. You're listening to This Week Detroit Tigers Baseball. So, you think the football season's over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Guess again. There is no off-season. I'm Andrew Garda of the Thundering Blurb Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, on Blog Talk Radio's Fantasy Sports Channel, the Thundering Blurb Football Show will have you covered from the start of free agency to the combine to the NFL draft. Every Wednesday, I'll bring you the interviews from tons of prospects firsthand and straight to you from training facilities and pro days. Know who you need to draft before anyone else listen to the thundering blurb football show every wednesday at 10 p.m eastern 7 pacific on blog talk radio's fantasy sports channel justin verlander has just thrown the sixth no hitter in the 107 year history of the 
Detroit Tigers. Big win for the Detroit Tigers yesterday on Memorial Day. They went at 13 to 1. Coming up tonight, it's Edwin Jackson taking on Zach Greinke. As you heard there, Gerald Laird hit a two-run home run to lift the Tigers to a nine-run lead yesterday, and he'll be asked to do the same thing today as he has good numbers against Zach Greinke so far this year. Well, let's take a look at the probable pitchers for the upcoming week's matchup. On Wednesday, it's Rick Porcello on the mound for the Detroit Tigers as they take on the Royals in the final game in that series at Kauffman Stadium. That game is an afternoon game at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Kyle Davies against Rick Porcello. If Rick Porcello wins his next start, it'll make him the first pitcher 20 years old or younger to win five straight starts since Dwight Gooden did it in 1985. We'll look for him to do that. All, all, all other pitchers in the group, pretty good num- names. Kerry Wood, Fernando Velasuela, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, and Chief Bender. None of these those outings for Parcello came against the Royals, who beat him in Kansas City last month, if you remember, while the right-hander allowed four earned runs over six innings, including two home runs. Meanwhile, Davies is coming off a decent six-inning effort against the Cardinals. He held St. Louis to just three hits on two runs, but lost because the Royals were shut out. On Thursday, the Detroit Tigers head to Camden Yards to take on the Orioles. Koji O'Hara is the listed probable pitcher, but he most likely won't make the start. They'll have to call some up someone up from AAA in Norfolk, possibly Trey Hillman, one of their top prospects. He might be coming up for the Orioles. Meanwhile, Armando Galarraga looks to get things going. In his last five starts, he's 0-4 with a 9.92 ERA. That is on Thursday. On Friday, Dontrell Willis back on the mound against the Orioles. He'll be taking on Brad Bergeson, who is 1-2 with a 5.49 ERA for the 19-26 Baltimore Orioles. Dontrell Willis he pitched pretty well against the Rockies. I mean, nothing great. Six and a third scoreless innings from his season debut. He matched that, but he did give up three runs on six and two third innings. It was good to see him go seven innings, and it was good to see him actually pitch well. He pitched much like his first start, a lot of hard-hit balls. And when you face a guy like Todd Hilton and you make a mistake, don't get me wrong, you are every time you're going to give up a big hit. And that's what happened twice against Todd Helton. Meanwhile, on Saturday, May 30th, at Camden Yard, 7.05 start. Jeremy Guthrie takes them out. He's 4-4 four and four with a 4.9 ERA. He'll be facing Justin Verlander, who's 5-2. and two, Got his ERA down to 3.55. Guthrie managed to return to form in his last start. He has struggled a little bit lately. Second time in 10 starts, he had managed to hold the team to less than three runs. So he's had success, but not great success. He'll try and shut down Justin Verlander and the Detroit Tigers. Enough said about Justin Verlander. He has a 5-0 record in his last six starts with a .85 ERA. And we've seen the strikeouts as well continue to climb. Well, on Friday, Dontrell Willis will make his third start of the year with that 3.57 ERA. Is he for real? That's the question we'll answer when we come back. You're listening to This Week in Detroit Tigers Baseball on MotorCityBengals.com. It's Minner at the 30. He's to the 20. Cuts outside at the 15. Minner to the 10. Minner to the 5. Touchdown! I don't care if he's slash, dash, double, or trouble. D'Angelo Williams has the goods to play in the National Football League. Blanker right, split and left. DeLone on a handoff up the middle. D'Angelo Williams first into the clear. It's the show that's all about your Carolina Panthers. 
Catch the great debate, the interview, and much, much more, including interviews and opinion. It's the best Carolina Panthers podcast alive. Catch it at catcrave.com. He just looks better this year. We had him last year for a little while, uh, and he showed signs even then. But I thought for when I saw him this year, which was a couple bullpens and a couple games, uh, the consistency and the command was there, and I thought the stuff was a tick better as well. Uh, you know how that came about and, and what they you know exactly did medically. I'm not real sure, uh, but I can just tell you he looks different this year than he did last. From a pitching standpoint, he threw strikes, he kept the ball down, uh, he got his off-speed pitches over, even in behind in the count, and those are usually the qualities that you need to pitch in the major league and have some success. Pitching coach for the AAA Toledo Mudhens, AJ Zager, hit it right on the head. He hit the nail on the head, that is. Dontrell Willis, he's starting to mix his pitches. He looks well. I think he's back in the major leagues for good. I'm not saying he's that 22-game winner that he has been in the past. I'm not saying that he's got an electric fastball and he's got great control right now because he doesn't. He's given up hard hits. He gave him up against Todd Helton against the Rockies this weekend. But I think when he takes the mound, there is a good chance that he could win games or at least keep your team in a ball games, and that will be the key in 2009. I hope that he can continue to do that. For more analysis on Dontrell Willis, head on over to MotorCityBengals.com and we will link you to that in this episode. So we have more analysis on his start. I went back and looked at his last start where he went eight innings against the Cubs in 2007, and I compared both starts to his first start with the Detroit Tigers, and we'll continue to follow the progress of Dontrell Willis. Well, that's going to wrap up the first-ever episode of this week in Detroit Tigers baseball. I'm Joe Dexter, MotorCityBengals.com. Hopefully next week or the next time we do this show, we'll be joined by other Detroit Tigers players talk about your team. This week in Detroit Tigers baseball brought to you by the Fan Sided Network. Have a good week and go Tigers.